forever let the color of your skin where you come from the environment you grew up in uh-huh. stop you from chasing your dreams baby let's get it my hand to please don't segregate you dress in a suit i can't relate minority report can't ignore being rich or poor and your credit score my hand to please don't segregate you dress in a suit i can't relate minority report can't ignore being Damn, that was like oh. a remix. <laughs> <laughs> that shot hit it's that shot, bro. <laughs> uh, all right, well, here we are, episode eight. Uh, Billy the Kid, your host with Dan Delgado, and uh, it's been an exciting last couple of weeks for both of us. Yeah. Uh, I got a little rental going right now. Um, I, I was just telling you, it's crazy that little neighborhood where, where we're working right now. Uh, literally, I have. Two two flips for clients, one you know, one for you, and then I have another client that's working on a rental that I'm fixing up. Another client uh, that they're getting ready to put it in the market for all construction, and then that's how I found my duplex across gonna, the street. I'm gonna call the city. I'm like, we need to change. <laughs> we need to change the, the subdivision name to the. Please new edit era. this. <laughs> to, yeah. Block yeah. new era section. So yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's 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 good. Uh, and actually, I have a rental. I don't know if I told you, I have a rental in that area too so it's a good area i I like it uh it's a great neighborhood for kids and stuff but uh how was your week man how's everything um it was the first week i've had in months where i'm not working on a on the flip you know like nights and weekends and we'll get in more (laughs) that. but i'm like whoa like this is crazy like so this is what it feels like (laughs) yeah having a life again you know like i've been able to i love to cook so i've been able to you know make dinner a few nights and nice make breakfast and that kind of stuff and not have like panic attacks yeah yeah yeah. so yeah man it's been great like i'm just kind of enjoying my my time at home right now it's a little bit of a break i mean you know i got another flip that's coming out yeah yeah Yeah. so i'm gonna have to get at it again but yeah no and those breaks are usually really good like you you refocus yourself and all yeah. that good stuff so yeah no i i definitely get what you mean uh earlier i was telling you i wanted to make a uh quick joke so we went out for lunch uh whenever it was last week oh, you to, I, yeah. yeah yeah had some pupusas like, yesterday, bro. <laughs> oh yeah it was yesterday. <laughs> 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 uh, dude, what today what's today um no and yeah so we went out had some lunch pupusas great you know and the conversation was awesome we came up with some great ideas yeah. i think that we're gonna start uh increment or uh putting into work but it's funny because one of the things uh <laughs> and you you literally came out and you're like hey bro can you post that real quick and then i'm like come down you're a public figure now <laughs> <laughs> i think the fame is getting into you bro. <laughs> I, uh, yeah i mean it's, it's gotten easier like i realized the importance of um actually like telling people what you're doing yeah yeah uh not so much because i want to be famous or anything. like no, right no, no, yeah. i just think it's cool like I'm getting, but you, you too, you know, we're getting feedback from people, both good and bad on the podcast itself, mm-hmm. on what we're doing on, uh, so like, it's, it's nice just having an, uh, a platform where I can kind of yeah, share yeah. what I'm up to. Uh, but yeah, it's getting and, easier. And, it was and, a lot harder first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, and, and I made it a joke, but yeah, no, it's good. And I know obviously with me, with my music is, it was kind of natural at this point in a way, but I always kind of tend to forget like the, yeah. you know, so like I, I've told you, I'm very happy that you're actually, you came out of the shell and now you're this this bit. public figure, I'm bro. Mogul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, right. 
<laughs> Take it to a whole other level now. He's like a mogul. I like it. I like it. I'm getting there. Someday. Dan Tan, Tandy. the creeper lo- uh, mogul. <laughs> the creeper. Every every epi- from la- remember last episode oh, yeah, with right. the closet. Yeah, he's on the creeper, yeah. So every episode we're gonna try to throw a nickname in there, <laughs> aka <laughs> mogul. All right, all right. Tell us about book of the week. Yeah, yeah. He's like moving on. Um, so this week uh, I have unoffendable by uh, and i have some notes here by brant hansen have you read that one i've never even heard of it so it, it, it's very it's, it's straight to the point and like i said i took some notes here but really the whole book is you have no right to be offended by anybody so think 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 of how your life is if you start living like that where it's like dang like i can't get mad at, at people it, it's it, that's because well, when you when you give no fucks i mean right 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 yeah, kinda. but but no and and more of like a positive because what i always tell people too like uh with relationships like you know friends or family or whoever who uh como en español they're like uh el que se enoja pierde i don't know if you heard that before that, but yeah, okay. like it translates to whoever gets mad loses at the end basically right. and it's so true because yeah. And and this gets deeper. I mean, not just like getting mad and oh, okay, he's not he or she's not talking to me, but health wise, like it's poison. The yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're poisoning yourself. So therefore, uh, you, you know your nerves, like your your inside, and even and it's easy not to see it that way, right? When you're mad, no, but he, but you have no right. That's what this book comes down to. And uh, I, like I said, I took some notes here. Um, so basically, we're not entitled to get offended or stay angry. Um, and it's this idea that we have that we have the right, but we really don't. Like nobody has the right to be offended or mad at somebody. Um, it's a myth. So uh, it was. It's actually one of the number one problems in our society today, if you think about it. Uh, and then, basically, choosing to be unoffendable uh, relinquishes the right to be anger. It doesn't mean accepting injustice. It means seeking justice, loving mercy while working humbly with God. Uh, and it's a very spiritual book too. Uh, he throws some uh, proverbs in there and stuff like that. Um, and basically, yeah, we, we have no right. So like I said, it, you have two choices each time. You could either get mad at somebody or you you won't. And at the end of the day, el que se enoja pierde. Like, it's so true. You know what I mean? Because uh, just imagine just business-wise, you could lose potentially somebody you could have made millions with if you get offended by something, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it, it kind of reminded me I, on that book too. There was a story about like somebody cutting you off in traffic and it's like, it's so easy to get mad. Right. But it's like, what if you don't like, and, and that's the thing you have the choice to either get offended or not. It's, it's really a choice if you think about it. Right. So that's where the whole thing comes from too, where, you know, don't speak while you're mad or anger, you know, with anger, basically wait, Think about the situation and then you're going to come to find out that if you make the right choice every time of not get offended, then your life is positive in a positive I mean, it makes note. makes a, a lot of sense. Like uh, my wife always thinks it's really crazy how much I think I live that way a lot. Actually, mm-hmm. like I really don't give a shit what people think about me yeah. or what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times she's just like, I just don't understand how you don't care. I'm like, why would I care? Why would I let that impact my day? Why would I let someone have that kind of power over me? You know? Um and I, I don't know, maybe it's just kind of like my upbringing or something like that. But what yeah, it comes down to, they have a remote, like a joystick, you know, or one yeah. of those Nintendo sticks. Like uh, if they come at you, 
because you got to realize like whatever that person, if they're coming at you in a negative way, then that, that just tells you they need some they work to do on themselves. Issue, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. They, it's their own well, issue. I even know people who are like constantly upset or constantly like feeling victimized by yeah. things. And I'm just like, man, like that's gotta be exhausting to live your life that way. No, for Actually, sure. There's true, you know, victims in situations, obviously, but like when it's just every opportunity you get, you, you make react like that. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's, and yeah, if they have that stick, that remote, really they're controlling you and, and kind of what you were saying right now, basically they, they control you. And at the end, uh, if you, if you do react to what they're poking at you for, then at the end of the day, you're hurting yourself. So, yeah. you know, you ignore that negativity you're helping yourself. And like I said, it, it's actually health. It's not just, you know, mentally and, and physically, like you actually get sick. Uh, I, I'm not, a, I, there's been a lot of books that I've read too, where how, and I don't want to name a specific disease cause I'm not a doctor, but there's a lot of uh, different diseases that actually come from being angry, being negative, being right. uh, offended all the time. Like the, it's actually proven you know what i mean so it's just crazy so yeah you have a choice every time every situation think before you act and uh you live your life like that it's like you're you you can't always control what happens but you Mm -hmm. control your reaction exactly perfect yep and yeah just live life unoffendable like that it's a perfect book uh, the author uh brent hansen is his name Okay. Yeah, let me double check. Yep, Brent Hansen. So, unoffendable. Great book. Great. Oh, it, it goes into relationships and uh, everything. So, yeah, you have no right to be offended. But uh, today we have a special guest, man. Uh, I'm going to bring him in. He's our first two-time guest. Damn. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. He, he's a mogul, a public, public figure. And <laughs> the mogul himself. I should have said Dan that. Dan. I immediately regretted it because I know it wouldn't stop. <laughs> I'm forging my reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. <laughs> no, but uh, I'm excited with this episode because we're, today we're going to go over your last flip uh, mm. and, you know, the details from the very beginning to the end and how everything went. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to, to tell you guys about it. I mean, you know a lot about it already, mm-hmm. but I think the reason we really wanted to take an episode to talk about this one is because... There's so many lessons that I learned along the way, and I hope that I can break it down for everyone and then show you like what I learned along the way, how that's going to affect future deals and my mentality on on things. And so I have, if you're watching, I have a pen and paper here because I want to leave myself notes because what I want to do is break it down from the beginning to the end sequentially, but then also kind of take points and stop at certain points to kind of be like, okay, well, this happened. So this is what I learned. This is what I'm going to do going forward, because I think it's important for us to to really, I don't know if meditate is the right word, but to really sit and think about these deals as we get them mm-hmm. because you got to figure out like, what did I do wrong? What did I do right? What do I need to keep doing? What do I not do again? Um, because, you know, if you make a mistake once, it's it's whatever. It's just a mistake. And, you make and it the again. thing with that, it's that it doesn't matter. It could be a billionaire and, you know, I was going to mention some names, but I'd rather <laughs> not. But even what whatever level they're at right now, there's still I guarantee you that they look back at that very last deal that they just got done doing and learned something like right. my point is there's always something to learn every single deal that you do right so and this one like I said it was, it was kind of a, a special scenario because honestly once you hear about like everything went wrong all along the way for everything um but again I, I just I want to use it as a teachable moment <clears throat> for anyone who's either in it or wanting to get in it and um <clears throat> when I had actually closed on the house, I posted, I kind of feel, I was telling you, I was like, I kind of feel bad because 
I posted a picture of me all happy holding that check that I got. But in the caption I put on there, that the number on the check looks real. It's like 59 grand. Yeah. It, looks, it looks like, oh, holy crap. Like he made deceiving, a ton of money. Said. I was like, this is very deceiving because as you'll see <laughs> when I explain it, like that is not what I took home at all. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, there's a lot of lessons to be learned there. And like I said, I'll, I'll break it down. Um, and you stop me, I guess. At, yeah, at yeah, point, no, yeah, for sure. Oh, I'm, I'm ready, bro. I, <laughs> I got a lot of questions. <laughs> um, and actually, yeah, if you could start from the very beginning, like how did how did you find that deal? So yeah, so that's actually another thing. Um, I uh, I have friends who work in different industries that uh, basically they're kind of like my lead generators. So what I do is like, you know, hey, if you're, you know, if you work in siding and roofing, you work on foundations, if you're going to a, to, to do a bid for someone and it's like a $30,000 job, whatever the case, because, you know, roofs are expensive and foundations mm -hmm. are super expensive. If you're doing that type of bid and they're like, oh, well, I don't have the money, but the, the, the place is in rough shape. Mm -hmm. I tell these guys and look, <clears throat> here's my I give them my cards and I'm like, hey, uh, hold on to these cards. If you do a bid like that and you're hearing that type of deal from the homeowner just tell him like hey i know a guy who'll buy the house in its current condition for cash you know the mm -hmm. whole bit you know mm -hmm. that we'll, we'll close fast whatever mm -hmm. all cash and um as is as is and so when they give them my card if i close on that house i give that individual that got me that lead a thousand dollars cash and i give them the work because it needs to get done anyway mm -hmm. um so that really kind of helps encourage people to, to send me leads yeah um so yeah, that, case, that's awesome marketing. I love that. Yeah, and, and in this case, it was that same type of situation where um, I had a buddy who uh, kind of had a an Outdoor. in, yeah, an in on a, on this property. Um, what's funny is how <laughs> how the property came for sale. So this is a really good lesson for anyone, anyway. and I didn't know this until it happened. But um, uh, my buddy called me up. He's like, "Hey, there's this uh, house that's for sale in the area." At first, I was like, uh. so was it like for sale by owner? Then they, it actually wasn't even for sale yet. Like they were getting, they were painting the outside just to get it ready. And he to, talked to them. He, he had talked okay. to them about it, right? On his route. Okay. Yep. And so he brings it to me, and I'm like, "All right, I'll go check it out." And I go talk to the couple. And you know, I don't like to go into a house like, "Hey, I want to buy your house." Like, you know, you got to build rapport. You got to talk to them, see what's going on. Uh, what had happened in this case was it was an older couple that. Um, they had actually owned the, owned the house since like the late 80s, I want to say. And into like 2018, I think they sold it. This, this same couple that was now selling it again. Mm -hmm. So what had happened was uh, like in the 90s, at some point, there was a fire in the basement of the house. And the basement was unfinished. Mm -hmm. But whatever happened, uh, there was some smoke damage. It wasn't like horrible, but it was enough to, to do some damage down there. So those owners, they went ahead and they had a, they had a permit pulled. They got approved. Every, did it the right every, way. They did it the right way. Um, they fixed it. And so I want to say it was in 99 when that fire was. They had it all the way through to 2018 and they had it as a rental. And all the way through to 2018, they they kept it and another investor bought it from them to, to use it as a rental too. Oh, okay. Because it's real close to the university down down here. Okay. And so it was a great rental for students. Um, at some point during that sale, for those of you who don't know, when you sell a house, you have to fill out a disclosure that where you kind of, you tell them all the issues that you know of. Mm -hmm. Um, part of that disclosure is, do you know of any fires, floods, blah, blah, blah that type of thing. And the any owner... Water damage or fire damage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That and so the, past, yep. the, the <clears throat> owner uh, didn't disclose that. I don't want to say they lied. I don't want to say they didn't. But for whatever reason, I don't understand. They said... The first time. The first sale. Yeah. The, yep. Well, yeah, yeah. When they sold it in 2018. The, the guy that owned yeah. it when the fire okay. happened, he was selling it in 2018 to someone else. On there, he there's a yes, no, and I don't know. <clears throat> and I believe he put no on the disclosure. 
that there was no fire. So that's a definitive, like, no, there's never been a fire as long as I've known, you know, which is obviously. And, and, and quick lesson with that, right? If you're on that side of things, I've, I've filled those out before and mm -hmm. it's so easy just to be like, no, yeah. right. <laughs> just like, one just like one yeah. of those me medical, like, right, yeah. no, you know, yeah, <laughs> but, no, I mean, but it, it, so here's the lesson in that one because he lied <laughs> about it no. or whatever that you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in 2020, two years later, the new owner figured out that they lied about it and they sued the old owner. And the old owner was forced by the court to buy it back at the new value, which was like twenty some thousand dollars more. So this guy had so to, crazy. Yeah, I didn't even know that. So that happen. guy did a quick flip, anyways. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he made a yeah, good <laughs> amount of money right there in a couple of years, but he wasn't planning on it. You yeah, know? yeah. But I think you know, and, and which what's weird to me is that why well, market value that's huge at market value. Yeah, wow. and the guy had done a couple improvements. I mean, they were cosmetic kind of, but just, not enough, but not, for, not a ton, uh, but. So anyway, so that's when I came across this couple because they were just rushing. Like they just wanted to get it sold. And, you know, I definitely saw that there was a sense of urgency there and not even so much that, oh, well, the 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 owners that had to buy it back, they actually mm -hmm. had to end up taking out money from like their retirement, all sorts of stuff or something like big like that. So they obviously wanted to recoup that money as quickly as they can. And I want to say they were into it for like 96 and some change. And I was like, well, how about an even hundred, you know? Yeah. And they were just like, yes, like quick. Like we were, I mean, it was just the was just fastest done. transaction um, because it wasn't so much like <clears throat> the time, but also they, it was like a traumatic experience for them. Yeah, yeah. So they just wanted to get rid of it. But I swear this house is haunted because like, <laughs> it was a traumatic experience for me too. <laughs> you know? but, Did um, you experience any No, 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 no. Not like actual haunted. I mean, there was a few nights I was working late and you hear noises. But You're probably just tired, bro. I, I was tired and the house is 117 years old. Yeah, like, yeah, so yeah. there's going to make some noises. Yeah, you know? yeah. Some but, squeaks. <laughs> but yeah, so... Um, so I ended up buying it. Um, and this actually, the, the guy that... So let me, let me back up. So, okay, you got the lead how like how how'd you build report like what'd you do did you go knock after you heard about it or did they did no your, actually did the, your guy tell him my hey, guy my told him okay my guy told him like hey i know a guy he, he'll come look at it. and i i mean he was still there when i got there mm -hmm. and um so i met them and actually no first i met the wife mm -hmm. the husband was doing off doing something else because she was painting like the garage and so i walked through the house and she kind of explained like the history of when they had it she was open about the fire like right away um because really honestly if you're going down in the basement it's all exposed yeah you look up you can see that there was you know, some fire damage like but, obvious. Yeah, yeah. but you know all the wood was like sistered to the next so it was all done right but right yeah and like you said the permits were done right and so but i think she was just making sure like hey this time i'm gonna tell whoever because I think it was just the husband that did this stuff last time and wasn't truthful about it, but whatever the case is. And, and you know what's crazy <laughs> real quick on that? Like it, people fail to realize like sometimes that fire could have been a reason why they had to redo electrical or, right. or you know, I, I've, there's been, in my experience with Reynolds, like I've bought some that had like a big damage where, you know, a few years ago they redid it and you look at it, it's a brand new place. So it, it's not like a negative it's thing. Not. You know I, mean, I mean, and it was so long ago that it doesn't even matter anymore. Exactly. So, so that's why, that's why I was so confused. Like, why would you even lie about this? But yeah, like, so yeah. you, don't, you don't ever know people's Well, intentions. maybe they just went through the nose. And <laughs> it could have been, I mean, it could have been an honest mistake. I, I, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know, whatever, but. Um, <laughs> so, so you knocked, they. they yeah, you, so she walked me through the, the wife mm -hmm. and she was a super nice lady. Um, and I kind of put a conditional offer like right on the spot. And she's like, all right, well, when my husband gets back, let me talk to him. And I was like, that, you know, if you what do, offer, like, the, I think at that point I offered like 90 or something like that. Okay. Um, I didn't know, I didn't know what they were into it for. And they, actually, I thought they owned it cash. Um, so I was gonna, I, I was gonna consider asking them for seller financing. Um, and I actually did ask for it. But then um, when the husband came back later on that day, I came back again. 
because uh, I wanted to make sure I didn't. There was something here. I was like, I know there's there's potential here, so mm-hmm. I don't want to like lose it. Yeah. And so I stayed really persistent. And I, and I and I she gave me the husband's number. I called him right away. I'm like, hey, I was looking at your house. I want to see when you're gonna be there so I can come back and talk to you because she was kind of leaving a lot of the decision making up to him. Yeah. But but yeah, just off the top of my head when I was talking, like, yeah, I could probably do like 90 or something like that. Okay. And so. <clears throat> As I was doing that, I hadn't even like ran my comps or anything like because I was on my way to work when my guy called me. So I didn't even have time. But I'm sure before that you kind of knew what it was or. I didn't. Honestly, I've never even seen this neighborhood. (laughs) I knew like the part of town it was in. Yeah. But um, because. So you knew the the area basically. I knew the area, but I had my impression of the area was like, oh, that's not going to be good at all. Even if I want to look at it. And I was like, whatever, let me go ahead and try it, take a look. And when I took a look, like this, it's funny because this area is kind of rough. Yeah, and, but it's like a dead end. So yeah, it makes but it like clean. that little block yeah. or two, it's like, holy, like there's like some well, nice the house ass houses. Next door, yeah, yeah, the some, house next door. It's like a half a million huge. dollar house yeah. next door, like on both sides. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay, well, this could actually work. Yeah. But um, the husband came back at some point and I walked through with him and I had asked if they were open to doing seller financing. And so for those of you who don't know what seller financing is, is if a homeowner owns the house cash or they just free and clear, I should say, um, if they own it, they don't have any sort of loan on it or any liens on it, they can, you know, I can still pay a down payment to them. So let's say we, we settled on a hundred thousand dollars. I'd be like, Hey, I'll pay you 20 grand right now. And then you, you, you finance the 80, the 80 for me for five years. So I'll they're pay basically you the bank. So they are the bank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then typically it's like a balloon type situation mm-hmm. where like, okay, in five years, I'm going to refinance and pay you back out. And then. So, I mean, if you can find that, that's awesome. That's probably yeah. the cheapest way. I have way. a rental that way. Yeah. So it's the cheapest way to do it. I tried it. I was like, oh, I haven't done it before. Let me see. Um, and they said no. I mean, he said a no immediately. And which is, you're <laughs> you usually, no. You're usually you no. <laughs> it was yeah. one of the checks. Yeah, no, I, it, was, it was an immediate no. But then kind of, then uh, he kind of went into like, oh, well, you know, we actually have money that we owe on this because of this. And oh, so, okay. okay, well, it makes sense. So, yeah, yeah. So we did a little so, bit of and, and, and that's what's beautiful if they would have owned it cash, I guarantee you there's a 90% chance they would have done it. You know what I mean? I, I do think they would have, honestly. Yeah, it um, sounds that from what I'm getting. Because they had already been investors, so they understood the power of that interest, you know, so, so that's paying them. like that, there's one, le- write that down, bro. There's one lesson right there. <laughs> no, but anybody listening out there, that's a, that's really a lesson that basically the answer is always no until you ask. Sure, yeah. I mean, and I've kind of taken on that mentality for a lot of things. And I, you know, yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. It's mm-hmm. always no if you don't ask, mm-hmm. but. So, I mean, it was no in that case too. And I was like, all right, well, um, I had debated. So, I, so here's, I, I put it under contract, uh, but the contract that I, that the purchase agreement that I signed, that I have them sign says on there that, you know, I'll try to do cash, uh, but if not, then I'll get a bank loan. Um, and obviously it kind of gives you a way to get out if the financing doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. And I explained, I was very honest with them on it. I was like, I really don't have any doubts that I'll get the cash for this by because I think we've set a one month close. And mm. so and I even I even put down a five thousand uh, dollar earnest money deposit, oh, wow. okay. which is a lot. I mean, yeah, hundred thousand yeah. dollars. That's a lot. Yeah. So just to show them, like, hey, I'm serious because um, I knew there was potential there. But uh, I put it on the contract, had really no idea how I was going to get the money for it. Um, I typically do uh, private money for my deals and it's expensive, mm-hmm. but you know, if the numbers work, the numbers work. Mm-hmm. In this case, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can actually handle, <laughs> like that's a pretty big payment yeah, and interest yeah. only for however many months it's gonna take. Uh, so my guy that actually found me the deal, he he was just kind of curious. He's like, okay, well, you know, how is how are you gonna work this? Like, what, what's, what are you gonna get out of it? What do you think you're gonna put into it? And so I broke it down for him and he's like, well, would you want to like, want me to help out with the money on this and and so with that has he so he's never done anything he's never done anything related, related at all okay. no um 
uh, I went to my bank. I told him, I was like, well, let's put a pin in that. Let me see, you know? So I went to my bank and my bank pretty much told me like, yeah, dude, like you're tapped out. We can't loan you anything because of debt to income ratio. Yeah, and yeah. So, um, so I was like, all right, well, I was like, what about if I have a, a co-signer? So hold on, let, let me stop you right there. I love that. Like you literally had a whole deal going on and you've talked about this before where like, you make the deal and the money you're going to figure it right. out. So, yeah. so that this is literally a perfect example. Like you're, you have this house already under contract and then here you are trying to find the money now. Right. Which is, the, like, the, I, I love it. The money doesn't matter. The deal yeah. is what matters. Yep. Uh, so yeah. So I, my bank's like, no, we're not going to help you out. So I talked to that guy. I was like, okay, well, what did you have in mind in terms? I was like, because I'm tapped out with the bank. They won't, they won't loan me mm-hmm. any more money by myself. So he co-signed with me. So that now we have more, you know, credit income. available and yeah, income, income and all that. Yeah, yeah. And so then the bank, and we actually ended up going with his bank at that point uh, because they were more investor friendly. They actually gave us a loan that was a, a flip loan. Should I kind of explain that a little bit? Yeah. But um, so the deal was we were going to uh, with a with a property that is an investment property. Banks don't give you the you know the FHA three and a half percent. Like you have to put typically 20 percent down. You know. Yeah. So one hundred thousand dollars. We put 20% down. He put $10,000 down. I put $10,000 down. And then um, I was going to finance. Since I needed him to get the loan, I was like, okay, well, we originally thought we would put like 15000 worth, which is mostly cosmetic stuff into the mm-hmm. house. And it was just going to be a quick, like maybe six weeks, you know, get in, get out type of thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, that was the plan. But it didn't work out that way. You yeah, know? yeah. So anyway, so so we so that apparently we, yeah. So so we went ahead and we we went in on it, um, and I kind of got started. Just I was gonna do some light stuff myself, and then hire whoever I could for mm-hmm. for what we needed. Again, it was just gonna be like paint and like update the kitchen a little bit, new appliances type stuff, and um, update the bathrooms. Not like completely remodel them, but okay. Update so them. how long did it? did it take you and how long did you have planned if you could answer that okay question so we originally right planned with uh, with a combination of me doing some of the work mm-hmm. and hiring some light stuff to mm-hmm. the to a contractor we figured six to eight weeks we figured we wow. put we put <laughs> we put we put fifteen thousand in yeah six to eight weeks and we figured we could sell that one hundred thousand dollar house for about 140. Okay. So like, okay, we'll each clear ten grand and within less than two months. That's not bad. How long bad. did it take you? It ended up taking almost eight months, <laughs> yeah. and it cost me forty-one and a half thousand. Yeah. In rehab. Ah. Okay. So, okay. So yeah. Which, okay. Wait, and I just wanted to clarify that you know because things work that yeah, way sometimes. Yeah. You know they you gotta kind of plan for that. But obviously the numbers were still there. But continue. I just wanted to. No, yeah, yeah. So a little it's preview. a good point right there. Yeah, right, my nightmare. And so he's like, so that's not even that's nothing, right? So right. So I mean, so the whole way through, like, okay, we're gonna do a 50-50, This is the deal. Because really, honestly, fifteen grand wasn't really much. I can handle mm-hmm. it. And so anyway, so I started kind of breaking things down, like the project, like okay, this is what we're gonna do with this bathroom. We're gonna do that bathroom with the kitchen. Um, I started breaking some like into not breaking so old, like when you start working on things, you know, sometimes you break a hole open into a wall and like, oh my god, like this is a mess. So that kind of happened like immediately almost yeah. and um at that point i had i was like, like okay where, well, like a bathroom like it was you, a bathroom okay um i forgot and, what and i needed I no no, no it, wasn't even ba- I, it wasn't even there yet actually i was asking i put a deal out on this facebook group of real estate investors that yeah, i met yeah. and i asked about if anyone knows like a good demo person yeah 
And so then uh, there's this realtor that I had like just kind of known in passing. Uh, she reached out to me. I was like, hey, my boyfriend is a uh, contractor. contractor. And so she approached me and asked if I'd be willing to do a like a profit sharing type setup where instead of paying them as a contractor. And just real quick, bro, because I, I, I think we talked about this. Uh, the me being, you know, owning a, a construction company. You know, it's so tough with that because you just brought up a great point. You open a wall and let's say that our bid was just to tear out the drywall, put new drywall over. Well, now you open the wall. There's the wood is black from mold. Right. Yeah. So that, you know, anybody out there listening, like you be mindful of that, you know, yeah, with you your contractors. Because yeah. it's like, you know, contra like my guys aren't going to go in there and tear out a whole wall and for the same not price. Get paid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. So we, so. cause I think it was a good point cause we talked about <laughs> it before, but yeah, go ahead. So she, so she approaches me and says that her boyfriend's a contractor would, would be willing to do a profit sharing where they handle all the rehab and the material cost, And then we split profits. I think three ways is what we had, uh, what she had, uh, cause I told her I had a partner on that one. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, Oh, well let's talk about it. You know, I had my partner go, go out to dinner with me, with her and her boy, with that agent and her boyfriend. And the guy was kind of like quiet. Um, he said he was from like Chicago. He's been doing this for like eight years or something like that. And so um, I was like, all right, well, let, let's give it a try. Uh, she was going to go to an attorney and get an actual agreement uh, written up so that mm -hmm. we can have this done. And uh, they were supposed to, I don't remember the specific dates. Mind you, I bought this house. It was October 4th of last year of 2020. And so I think at some point in like, we were towards the end of or middle of October, maybe the end of October at this point. And I was like, wow, I already wasted three weeks on this. Like, let's get it going, you know? And so when we had talked to them, we'd agreed kind of just like, um, uh, just like uh, oral or verbal agreement that mm -hmm. like, okay, we'll go ahead and do this. You go work with the attorney and I'll sign yeah, it yeah. when I get it type thing. So he was supposed to show up on like a Wednesday, well, that next Wednesday, whenever it was. And, um, you know, I just assumed, like I see, he said he's gonna be there Wednesday. And so Friday comes around and I'm like, well, let me go check on the progress and nothing's been done. No one's been in the house. I can definitely tell nothing's been done. And so I don't even have that guy's number because it's kind of weird. Like I'd have to work through his girlfriend. She was like, I don't know. It was weird. Like the situation. Yeah, yeah it was just kind of weird. Like I said, yeah. And so I was like, all right. So I reached out to her. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Like you guys said you were going to be here Wednesday. And so she tells me, oh, well, he, his nephew had a wedding in like St. Louis or something. I'm just like. Okay, then why did you guys agree to come on Wednesday if communication, right? And, and that's for, the honestly, biggest thing with this business, bro, because things happen, right? Like things right. are bound to happen. But a wedding, you knew about it. Like, come on. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, but, but I'm saying even emergencies or, or but the thing is communication. I, I've learned that sometimes the hardest thing that you have to tell somebody that they don't want to hear is the best thing it's you can tell them. Yeah, yeah, it's the best thing you could tell them because guess what? That's communication. Right. And I'm, I'm sure my wife is happy about that because I, I, I've, I've, I, now I'm like pretty good at communicating yeah. or oh, yeah. getting I mean, better, but I, yeah. So work on communication because it could have been as easy as letting you know, hey, you yeah. have a wedding and that was it. Like, or but just, now it told becomes me the first this place. issue because it's like, oh, so there's a wedding. Yeah, so she tells me that and obviously I'm just like, well, what the hell? And I have no patience for that type of communication mm -hmm. in like in a business sense. Mm -hmm. um, there's really no excuse for that yeah. in my book. And I was just, to me, I was done. And so I called my wife and I'm like all pissed off. I'm like, oh, they were supposed to be there. They're not there. And I was like, I'm just going to, because we hadn't signed any paperwork or anything yet. They haven't oh, done any okay, work at okay. this point. We're still waiting for her to get it written up with the attorney. And I was like, I was done with it. But my wife is, my wife's a therapist. So she's very empathetic and stuff. <laughs> she said, well, you don't know, kind of same yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And my gut was like, this isn't. So you got very offended. 
Oh yeah, no, I was offended. <laughs> well, like, I mean, going it back is, to the book. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're like, I wish I would have known about this but, book. But, you know, it's funny, and so. Uh, my wife kind of convinced me like, well, just see what happens. I think it was just whatever, just bad communication. Just talk to them. And so I did. I went back to them. I like, look like I need better communication than this. Yeah. Like I'm not going to ha have this happen exactly. again. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, oh, yeah, you're right. You know, whatever. OK. So then they start working on it. And it had been maybe, I don't know, they took a while to even like get there. I think maybe it took like another week and a half to start there. And the... Um, I had a weird feeling and I, and I, and I have... An internal like struggle gut. saying this because no, because I feel like I'm being judgmental because I did start. They were doing the demo first yeah. of the of the kitchen and the bathrooms of of what we needed at mm -hmm. least in the bathrooms because there was two windows in the shower that I wanted to get rid of and cover up with uh, just drywall and yeah, we we're yeah. gonna put a tub surround instead of like it had a cloth of tub so we were trying to get rid of it. But I felt bad because when I went to go see the the, the job site, I noticed that their tools were like harbor freight brand and like the the store <laughs> brand of like menards type stuff yeah, yeah. and again like if you're just starting out then dude i'm not right. gonna knock your hustle like you're you're doing something you know but say it like well no not it, even that like well let, you let told me, me you've been up. doing this eight years that, I, I was just gonna <laughs> say that i mean if you've been doing it for i would say what more than five years i would i would hope that you've made enough money to that invest and, in yourself. and then exactly you're investing in yourself and you're also investing in quality yeah because obviously if you're looking just to get past this job and into the mm -hmm. next one and just ho hopefully this tool works for the next month you know i, I it just seems like a really short-sighted way of doing things mm -hmm. and mind you again if this was a kid that was like oh i just started like makes perfect sense exactly yeah but if someone has been doing this eight years like no way there's you know so that was weird to me yeah uh but whatever i didn't think anything of it and so they did the demo. They were actually really quick about the demo. And um, they had been working there for a while. And um, we gave them like so a lot. Uh, right now, they did the demo. How how much are you in right now? Like time-wise? Like how long? Time-wise, by the time they were done with that and we agreed on the all uh -huh. that stuff. Mind you, I hadn't signed anything yet because we were still waiting yeah. on her to get that to us. I think I probably like just wasted like a month. So right there you knew this is not gonna be six to eight weeks <laughs> yeah yeah okay. and then we were like okay maybe it'll be so at that point we were into like, it like november i was like okay yeah, well yeah. let's let's try to get it done by christmas or something okay. like that you know okay and so uh we they we had a list of work that they had to do and so they did the demo stuff and then they had to do we had shiplap like accent walls and little things like that and they were supposed to start it at some point and i knew that they had started it but the um at some point, it was like a Friday evening. I was like, oh, I should go check on it again. And there was like a little like TV cubby type space or whatever. Okay. And then there was a wall that was in the dining room that was oh, yeah, yeah. Um, a shiplap. So so I got the shiplap that he's got to put up. And mind you, shiplap is like actual, I mean, it's it's almost, it's like doing trim. Like you, mm -hmm. it's, it's really, you got to be precise on yeah. this kind of stuff if you've ever put it up. But I went to go check it out. And it was just offensive <laughs> how bad it was. Like, that's the best way I could put it. It was offensive how bad this guy's quality of work was. And I mean, it was like, so we had, you know, outlets and two of the walls that they were doing. And I mean, honestly, even if I put the cover, the plate on the outlet, like it still wouldn't cover the hole that they had oh, left around. Okay. The, um, the actual material. You, yeah. The material like, you just, you, you cut it wrong. They had like these jagged, and I'm like, dude, buy a new freaking blade on your saw. Like it's yeah. just, it's just right, right, simple right. things. Yeah, yeah. And then, so in the the cubby, so there was three walls of shiplap in this TV area uh, that, you know, common sense tells you if you're going to do ship, shiplap, shiplap has lines. Yeah. These lines have to match up on all these walls or it's going to look off. 
it was like maybe anywhere from a quarter to half an inch off on any given wall. Oh, wow. And there was like, he was, he was doing like, he used crown molding for some reason on the trim, like to actually trim in each of those segments, hmm. which I thought, you know, crown molding, if you've ever used it, like that's not easy stuff to mm -hmm. cut with. But the, then again, this is a flat surface. You didn't need to use that. <laughs> so I don't really know why he used it. But even if, even if whatever it would work, like when the two walls were meeting at a 90 degree angle, he didn't use any sort of miter cuts. He literally just like butted oh, wow. these two pieces together. And I wish I could like show you, <laughs> I mean, I had pictures of it. <laughs> I took pictures immediately of it, but like he butted these things up and mind you, like, it's not like flat trim. Like yeah. it's, it's got all sorts of like a little detail to it. So you can't just butt it up against it. You know, I, I was just, I mean, dude, it was so bad. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that night I call, you know, cause I don't really talk to the guy. I call the, the agent, his girlfriend and I'm like, Hey, like what happened here? Mm -hmm. You know? So I explained to her and I'm just like, we need to meet tomorrow morning. This was a Friday. I think you need a shot for that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you so you seem like, stressed. Just I mean, it, it gives me like chest pains, man. Like <laughs> yeah. it was just so, but anyway, so I, I, I tell her about it. And so we meet that next morning. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought he was going to be with her too, because I was going to walk them through and I was ready to fire them. Yeah. Like that was like, this is it. Like, there's no way you were this done. is like high school shop class type stuff. Like you, you can't do this right. Then I am definitely not letting you do any tile. I'm not letting you do any flooring, you know? So let's take oh, this shot. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, she shows up in the morning without him and I walk her through this whole mess of a shiplap thing that he did. And she's completely understanding. And I told her, look, I can't do this. And I yeah. was like, I'm going to have to. Uh, let you guys go. I was like, I'll pay for the materials that um, that you guys like spent on. I'll done. pay you for the demo. They did a great job on the demo, actually. And so she's like, completely understanding about it. Yeah. Then he shows up, maybe like twenty minutes later, and dude, it, it was it was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do because I had to sit there and dissect this guy's work and tell him that he's not good enough. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, the way I explained it to him was that this work was so bad. It is not part of my brand. Like, you know, we talked about it before. Yeah, yeah. You know, I want to uh, uh, help people find affordable houses that are nice, exactly. that are good quality. You know, I don't want you calling me two years telling me that things are falling apart. Yeah, yeah. And so I had to explain that to him. And I, and I was like, look, like, there is a market for what you're doing. Like, I'm not right. gonna lie. Like, there's there's a market for every level yeah, yeah. of, of yeah. quality. That's not me though. And so he was like a little upset at first. But I think at the end, you know, he, he he understood and it was whatever. He grabbed his stuff and he left. And so then I'm looking at him like, damn, like they did all this work that I'm going to have to pull down and redo. And I really was kind so of. So did you immediately make a decision there? Like, OK, I'm just going to work on it myself. Or was yeah. there that thought of, well, let me find somebody. Like Honestly, like he kind of like left a salty taste in my mouth about the contractor so thing. Done, I was like, you know like, what? I'm going to do it just, myself. Yeah, yeah. I can do it better, you know, type yeah. thing. Which was a horrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> well, because what happened? So those kit, those uh, those uh, windows in the in the upstairs bathroom that we were gonna close off, and oh, put yeah. a, um, when that wall got knocked down, I was doing some kind of work on one of the side walls that it was still drywalled, but like I literally could just push my finger through the wall. It was that rotted. So then I am like, oh well, let me open this up, and I opened the wall up, and there was just all this rot from those windows that were just in there that just weren't in right oh, originally. Shit. So we, we closed it off on the outside. We actually had leftover siding, so it matched perfect um, from when they originally they did it last time, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I had to like rebuild. I mean, it's for the bathroom upstairs. Upstairs, right? yeah. Okay. So I had to gut that entire bathroom and then rebuild like 
a wall because the the walls were probably like there was probably the bathroom's probably like seven feet wide and you know tub surrounds are five feet yeah so i had to like build a wall to so it has something to butt up i mean there was just this whole thing it became this whole huge project and then the uh the electrical there was bad uh the the ceiling fan in there was just like i mean it barely was any light not so now that i, I closed those windows off it was super dark in there because that ceiling fan yeah, yeah, yeah. or the, the see the, the the vent fan that was in there it was really really dim so i'm like okay well i gotta replace that now and yeah. so it just like kind of just started snowballing yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the exact same thing happened in the downstairs the the master bath um it wasn't an issue of like rot it was just the shower stall that was in there was just in really bad shape so I had to pull it out and then I had to kind of were those numbers uh already in your original numbers or is this new stuff like the the bathroom <clears throat> like did you have that those numbers figured in there? um I don't remember at this point if I don't think I did have I think okay so or I what had, was your plan for I those had a, a light cosmetic like paint your th yeah using, exactly like so your thought was like quick in yeah, and out yeah for very the light okay. very light cosmetic stuff in there and it turned into be two full bathroom rehabs yeah, yeah. which anyone that's worked on a bathroom knows that it's expensive it adds up bathrooms yeah. and kitchens yeah it just add up so. so i spent god man i don't even know how much time on those bathrooms because mind you i have a full-time job yeah i have a family at home and so at this point i felt like i had this abundance of time and i also thought in the back of my mind I was like well it's winter time right now you know nebraska is right, really right. shitty in the winter time there's like, nothing maybe, to do so i'll just not just that but like houses don't sell as well in the winter too so i'm like well maybe if i kind of wait till it's okay. a little a little warmer it might sell better so that's miss well mistake like number 10 at this point on my end <laughs> yeah uh, because i i thought i had enough time or you know i had i had more time than i really did yeah and so i took it easy that first like three so months. looking back quick question how long okay so you you said six to eight weeks right like you thought but what how many how long do you think the deal would have been sweeter if you could have done it sooner like what would have been the max time if that makes sense that you so like like knowing then what i know now mm -hmm. exactly i shouldn't have been more than probably four months so like four months you would have won out really good Right, I would have still okay. been all right at four okay. months. Um, okay. But again, I thought I had all this time. So I'm like, oh, well, I'll put in a couple hours here, a exactly. couple hours there, yeah, yeah. maybe this weekend. And I kind of just took my time. And then, dude, before I knew it, man, I was like, damn, I've had this house for five months and I've paid this much in holding costs and, and right. utilities. And, and that's, the, that's, that's a, a great thing to point out to our audience. The payments don't stop. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the payments are still going. So so whoever you got the money from is still Although this, collecting. This, this was a nice deal. I didn't get into it, but the, the loan that we got from that bank, it was a 12 month loan that yeah. we were we were that for eighty thousand because we put twenty thousand mm -hmm. down. So it was a, a twelve month loan and I was paying like four hundred bucks a month mm -hmm. interest only. And then when the house sells, I have to sell it within a year, then the house gets paid back yeah. at closing or the bank gets paid back at closing. And so it was a really, it was a really great product that the yeah. bank offered. And I, and I, I don't and know. That, I and it, maybe that's why you were like laid back. I was, I was very what? just like, I had my guard <laughs> yeah, down yeah, yeah. and it was a lack of experience and a lot of that. So fast forward and then, so you sat there with it. You didn't like you, you kind of worked a couple hours here and right. there. So when did you make the decision of being like, okay, I need to get this done. Uh, so I bought it October. I would say I was probably into like February and I was like, Snap. damn, I haven't done anything. I need to really get moving. And I, and again, as I started, I mean, we had a, a, a bad toilet plumbing issue and that upstairs bathroom that was actually, we had never used it. And, oh, uh, wow. and so, so found out? when we found out, like, so when someone used it, oh, like literally man. it was just water pouring onto the living room floor. 
from the ceiling because that plumbing was all messed up. So we had to get all that redone. Uh-huh. And, and yeah, it was, you know, because when I bought the house, there was, uh, you can definitely tell there was a patch in the drywall and the ceiling right in the same spot. And I asked the owner, I was like, hey, what's going on there? He goes, oh, there was a leak. I'll get it fixed before you before you um, buy it. Again, another mistake to learn yeah. from is that we didn't put it on the purchase agreement that he exactly. would fix that because that yeah, would have yeah, given yeah. me rights to either not pay him or whatever yeah. the case is or have him come back legally, yep. fix it. I trusted that he was going to do it. He didn't touch it. He, yeah. he, he clearly didn't touch it. Uh, so again, another thing, put everything in that agreement in on writing. the purchase yeah, agreement yeah. in writing. You have to have it in writing. So that was one of many things that that had that I didn't expect that yeah. we'd have to fix and expenses and all sorts of stuff. But um so yeah, I'm about February and then I'm like, man, like I'll be there like a whole day on a Saturday and I barely get anything done. So another thing that I learned throughout this process is that I'm really bad at budgeting time in terms of not, not a budget. I would say like uh, scheduling, ske- no, not scheduling, even like just kind of ex- just knowing how long things take. OK, by the time I was done with things, so I would always give myself like, oh, this is going to take two hours and it takes yeah. six or eight hours. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of figure at the end of like, OK, so right now at my experience level, if I think it's going to take X. Really, it's going to be X times four. And you know what, bro? It's funny. Going back to communication, me owning a construction company, even if we... Actually, I was just dealing with the house where we thought it was going to be a five-hour job in and out for drywall. Well, a week and a half later, right? Like, we thought it was a day job, two-day job. A week and a half later, and not... I'm not going to sit here and tell you that they were there every day, but we had to go back a couple times because, and it was literally like the humidity in that, in that house. Like it was just just drying. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and the glue that was there prior. So we ended up taking the whole wall down and putting new drywall because it was that much easier and for the client to be happy, you know what I mean? And, and super happy at the end. They, they loved it. But, uh, that's why when we know with that great, perfect example that you just said even if you think it's going to be i always tell the customers hey just know they'll be mindful that things can happen right. we're going to try to knock it out you know in three days but or yeah, you got to be flexible many, you, don't, yeah. you, don't, you don't when you open and a it, wall it goes back to communication and right. like i said the, the our clients were super happy with the end product but uh it took you know a few right. a couple of weeks more than what we yeah. expect i mean so. you just never know you open up a wall you don't know what's gonna happen exactly yeah um so we kind of had that happen like left and right with things and I was taking hits, man. It was like kicking the nuts like every week something was happening. And so I think I kept I, I was pretty steady about it from February. And I think, you know, March comes around, April comes around. And I'm feeling a lot of pressure. I'm like, damn, like this. So is, April. So how much had you got done in April? I, you know, honestly, bro, it's like a blur now. Like when I think back about it. Yeah, I do know that like the last six weeks. So we closed on this house. What are we mid June right now? Mm-hmm. Um, I had it ready. I wanted it to be ready. I mean, every month I was like, "Oh, I'm ready this month." <laughs> and it never happened. New date every but month. like, yeah. So, but then like the last like six weeks, I think the beginning of June is is when we kind of were like done. But uh, I before that, when we were actually done, done, or I was done, done. Uh, I want to say like the last six weeks, it was like every single night, hours on end till 10 o'clock, right after I got off work, well, all weekend. And you took a week and off. I, yeah, and so since I have a day off. job, I had to take, you know, some PTO to, I think it was like a week and two days I ended up taking off because I thought to myself again, oh, if I take that time off and work here all day, 12 hour days, I'm going to get this done. Right. And so I had my stager come in like at the beginning of that week and I walked her through the house like this is what we're going to do before. And she's like, and I was like, I'm going to be done next week, Friday. She's like, no, you're not. 
And I'm like, shut up. Like, you know, yeah, you don't know. Yeah. No, I'm going to do it. You don't know. How, yeah, you yeah. know. And dude, sure enough. That, thir- that Wednesday comes around. I'm like, oh, I'm not done. And well, I mean, I had to go help you. Yeah. Uh, my guys to go pick up a piano. Yeah, and- I mean, it was like, so I wasn't done. And mind you, that was like, damn, dude, I was like April probably still yeah, yeah, at that still point. Yeah. yeah. And so I still had a solid month of working. Nights so you finished it up. You got it done, right? Uh, if you could now go over just at the end, like how it all worked out. I know. And, and what's crazy okay, is I yeah. remember it real quick. Just you you had a, the trip to Mexico, mm-hmm. which in a way, like it kind of worked out how we said, like, dude, wouldn't it, it be was amazing nice. if it was you like were out there and like closing, it sold? Right. Yeah. So that, that worked out perfectly. Uh, and I, I actually, I want to touch on, uh, I think you talked about it on one of the episodes too, but since we're in the subject of like numbers uh, with yeah. the agent, when I told you, hey, bro, if it, if the numbers work, right, right, right. because you didn't have agents fee figured out in there. I didn't. I, you know, when, when, I, when I budgeted for this project, obviously my budget was off, my yeah. time budget was off, um, and I didn't consider realtor fees. I'm, mm-hmm. I was cocky about mm-hmm. how the market mm-hmm. is right now. It's like, oh, I'm going to sell this. And I've been spoiled because honestly, every other house is sold you in 24 hours yeah, yeah. and I've done it before. And now I'm like, oh, there's, there's no way. Like this house is gorgeous now, you know? And I didn't account for needing a realtor. And uh, with me once, so I had a wedding in Mexico and I was like, oh man, this would be great if I could just get this done and, and, and sold before so, I leave. Yeah, but yeah. if nothing else, um, so I think the week before we left, I was like, well, I'm going to try for sale by owner for a little bit. And we got a ton of traffic. Yeah. But another mistake here that I made that I definitely won't make again was that this house was actually part of a, a smaller, the lot that this house sits on was a part of, a, of the one of the houses next door, which is massive. So the house, uh, this house was built in 1904 and the house next door was built before then, but it was a doctor that built that house. And he built this house that I owned as his practice. And so he didn't have a backyard. Just an extra house? It was just a house that he did his wow. practice out of. Like this is where his office yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And so that's why. So the floor plan was a little weird, but it, it still worked. But next, and so it made more sense why that floor plan was the way it was. But I bought it without a yard, thinking like, oh, it's no big and deal. Literally, there's no yard. Like no I yard. It, yeah, like, there's the, no yard. The line ends right there. Yeah, there's a there's a detached garage, like a one saw mm-hmm. garage. And I had asked one of my agent buddies, like, hey, would it make sense to knock this garage down because it was old and falling mm-hmm. apart anyway? Would it make sense to knock that down and just put a green space so you have something of a yard? And he's like, no, you know, you'll get more for a garage. garage and so yeah. I kept the garage. And I do think he was still right at the end of the day. Yeah. But so when we put it for sale for by owner, we got a ton of traffic. I mean, dude, this house looked like it's funny because the agent that I ended up going with, when he listed it on and he put his Facebook thing that he's selling this house, he put on there something like, Oh, uh, it's straight out of like your Pinterest page or, or Pinterest board or something like that. Because it was, dude. I use shit. Right? And then like, man, people did, love did shit. Did you tell right? him that or? No, I didn't tell him that. <laughs> so but, <laughs> but it was just so funny because the, the way he described it, I it just thought it was hilarious. And that's, that's kind of awesome. what I think of. You know, you look at those things like what's trending right now. You know, yeah. the gray walls and white trim and shiplap. People yeah, love yeah. fucking shiplap. And so like black hardware. I mean, the house is gorgeous. You yeah. know, I think. It, yeah, no, it looked amazing and i think end, cosmetically yeah. i was yep. really happy with uh you know what i did in that yeah. house uh so we got a ton of traffic just off those pictures alone and every single time it came down to oh but you don't have a yard we want kids we have a dog we, you know yeah, yeah. and i'm like damn like this kind of sucks so i talked to my partner on it i'm like i think we're gonna have to get an uh an agent, an agent on it yeah, yeah. and he has a, a buddy who's an agent who's really cool actually he, he kind of knew we were in a tight spot uh, because we hadn't budgeted for an agent and we were already kind of at, we were thinking selling price was going to be 170 at this point. Mind you, 
we've each spent 10 grand on the down payment and I'm about 40,000 into it at this wow. point. So you're at 140. Yeah. Which was the original sell price that yeah, you had yeah. in mind. But since since we had to redo the bathrooms, completely redo the kitchen, uh we the, the whole outside looked new like we kept the um the the uh the siding, but yeah. we did all this accent paint, we did some new roofing stuff. Uh it actually was helping increase the value of the house and I when I when I ran my comps on it, considering that there was no yard I was like, I think 170 is like at the top. And I was like, I think the market's good enough where I can mm -hmm. get 170, but I probably won't get much more. I was hoping there'd be like a a, um, a bidding war, but uh, traffic, no actual offers. I needed to go to Mexico. And then when I got back from Mexico that same day, my partner was going to Mexico. <laughs> so it was like, neither of us can show it. Yeah, yeah. So we talked about it and his buddy's an agent. His buddy's like, look, you know, you guys are in a tight spot. How about I do my commission on a sliding scale? So if I sell it for the asking price, I get X. If I sell it for five grand more, I get a little bit more, you know, type. So it yeah. was really cool of him to do that. Yeah, yeah. And it helped out. And it makes yeah. a whole world. And I really learned that this time that you just, just budget for the agent. Because yeah, for, for one, yeah. my time is more valuable than well, having Well, and, and not to mention pictures, right? Like, and your pictures look amazing i saw the first yeah i do my owner. own pictures but yeah like it they came out really good but all that you gotta like think yeah, like that, that could have been time that you're spending with your family or you know right doing whatever else so it's always let the agents do i think if you're a if you're flipping you should and, and, and you my conversation with you was actually a big part of that too because i i was having a hard time with it because again i was cocky because the market's so good mm -hmm. and you told me like dude, dude it's just if the numbers work if you'll still make some money just get the agent and yeah. i think that was really what kind of pushed me to just be like, you know what, yeah, just yeah. do it. Like, I'm yeah. being stupid at this point. Let let them do what they do. And then really when an agent lists something, and it's very true now, I realize that they have a much wider reach than I do on Zillow or on it, Facebook. Right, right, you know? yeah. And, and so, I think we talked about it too. And, and I don't know, it's just me speculating. So no offense to any agents out there, but uh, I think they obviously their stuff it's like it's whole it's whole nation they have their own so so it's one of those where i've noticed that when it's a for sale by owner they kind of stay away and you i've know, stopped like try to for sale by owner too a lot of times um depending on how the market's doing like you you can kind of get screwed on it you know Well, and and you know what another thing with for sale by owners i've i've heard a lot of people that are really rude to these agents that are like that are bringing buyers for right. their home and it's because like they don't no. want to pay because the whole force but it's like no but they're bringing you that so anyways but one thing i did learn about that is that you know when you do for sale by owner and you don't want to pay the buyer's agent then what happens is the buyer's agent isn't even going to have their client see that property so mm -hmm. now you've lost that that one walkthrough you exactly. know those, those things add up and they, exactly. it's hard to be make it tangible and to be like okay well this is worth this much money yep. but really at the end of the day you're you're screwing yourself exactly. and i really learned that this time and i don't think i'm going to do another house without yeah, yeah. budgeting and agent let them this time. do their job basically right yeah. and then, hey man it worked like we 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 hadn't signed the paperwork with the guy and so how long after you got the agent like how long two days two days wow. two day. okay we got an offer for asking and you had it for sub owner how long a week uh maybe like a little bit under a week okay yeah something like and, that. and i know also it was one of those where maybe you could have waited a little bit longer but you were kind of done you're just yeah like i was like, i was done like emotionally mentally yeah. physically but then also another mistake i made in this process is that I tapped out my funds. So I use a, a line of credit on my primary residence to do my, my rehabs. And so I borrow the money either from a bank or privately to buy the house. And I use my line of credit to go ahead and pay for the rehab. Mm -hmm. So I'm not really using my money at all and at, at any point. Mm -hmm. And I, I take it as, I guess, like 
it's a prideful thing. Like I don't want to tap into my savings yeah. to do to pay for them and stuff. Like you're very OPM other right. people's money. And so, um, and I also don't want to like trouble my wife and be like, hey babe, I need a transfer. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like yeah. that's not cool. Yeah. So a lot of it had a lot to do with it too. And I let myself get to the point where I was $247 from capping out my HELOC. So that's all I had left. Wow. So, you know, I made my June interest payment, mortgage, all that stuff, my utilities. And I was like, man, I don't want to pay for July because now I'm going to have to tap into my own money. I really don't want to do that. And so when those people put in the offer, they Bro, were, those utilities are annoying. Yeah, man. They had it's a, like I haven't been there for a yeah. whole. Oh, dude, the, month the AC and, was off every day. Yeah, like, lights and, were and, off, the, like, no, yeah. And, and the bills are still as if you were. Like, oh, it's yeah. crazy. It's, but it is weird, but you got to pay them. Yeah. You know? And so, um, or at least at that point, it feels like that. Yeah. <laughs> when you're just done and tired of it. Like, <laughs> so, so they, they put the offer in at asking and. They gave us till the next day, 10 p.m. to, uh, uh, you know, agree okay. to it or not. And mm -hmm. as soon as I got the text from my agent, I was in Mexico. I think it was like our first day or maybe the second day there. We got the text and it's I texted an awesome my feeling though, huh? like it being is great. You know, and <laughs> I texted my partner. I was like, let's do it. Like, yeah. I need to get out of here. And I actually I told him. And like, what was the offer? Asking the 170. Asking, the 170. Yeah. Okay. And um, I was like, let's take it. I don't really care. Like, I just I need to be done with this house already. You know, dude, I'm exhausted with this place. And he's like, well, let's see if we got anything the next day. The next day, you know, nothing comes through. And the agent's like, hey, what are you guys going to do? I'm like, I say, yeah. let's do it. And then, you know, he talked to his wife, the, my partner, and they're like, all right, let's just do it, you know. Um, so we did it. And we, we, this was, and I was actually at the wedding reception in Mexico. Like I was docu-signing paperwork <laughs> at the reception. Like, yes, 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 take yeah, it, please. Yeah. Like off my hands. Yeah. And so this was Saturday and they wanted to close the following Friday. Mind you, I didn't even get back to like Tuesday. And then my partner was leaving. And so I'm like, all right, well, we can try. I mean, I don't know. I was, and I still had stuff in the garage, like yeah, scrap yeah. stuff and my tools. And and I told him, I was like, well, if you give me through that weekend, I'll go ahead and get the stuff out. I was like, but I don't think I'll have it out before then. Because, again, I have to go back to work. I had to do all sorts of stuff before then. And I didn't really hear much about that. But, I, you know, I knew they knew about it. And so we go to close. And another mistake I made is that, well, before that, before I went to go close, mm -hmm. I, my, my partner was in Mexico. And the, so he was like, hey, I won't be back till that following Tuesday. Let's just close Wednesday instead of Friday. And they're like, no, no, like the buyers, honestly, the buyers just kicked our asses the whole way through because I was like, I left myself in a vulnerable position where I didn't really have the luxury of waiting more yeah, or saying yeah. no. Like you were done. So this is where I take ownership. So like, did, was it a different agent that brought buyers? Or yeah, was it, it was a different same? agent. Okay. It was a different agent. Um, and even in this market, they were very. Dude, they were like pit bulls, man. Like I just, they were just predators. And like, honestly, I'm just saying, like they were assholes, like the whole yeah. way through. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I knew for sure the way that they were negotiating things, but they were experiencing what they were doing. But they didn't really like. Literally, they they never budge on anything. Like we bent over backwards in this market. We bent over backwards, yeah, yeah, yeah. but. So, so my partner was in Mexico, and I thought you could docusign closing paperwork. Another thing I learned, but apparently you can't. So they were so adamant that we would uh, close on that Friday that they they had us do a, a digital notary mm. while he was in Mexico on a laptop to do his closing. Wow. And then I had to go on that Friday. And that was $200 right there, which like he didn't want to pay for it. And at that point, I was like, whatever, like, I'll just freaking pay for it. Then the agent was like, sorry, man, these guys are dicks. Like, they're not letting you guys do get anything. any sort yeah, of anything. Yeah, yeah. So he actually ended up paying for it, which is really cool. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And so... 
Um, so my partner did his thing on that, like that Friday morning. And then, uh, you know, I, and this title company was a freaking joke, but they, uh, they made an appointment for us to show up. And then the address on the, on the Alta, you know, that, that paperwork you Mm -hmm. get that shows all the breakdown of everything. I had one address and we go there and it was like a house. So I call the agent and I panic. I'm like, where the hell am I supposed to go? And so he, he gives me the right address. I show up. They don't even have me on the calendar. They don't know who the hell I am, why I'm there. Wow. So you, you literally just struggled the whole way through. Yeah, man. Like the, the, the entire way was just a struggle, like from beginning to the selling process. <laughs> and these guys, I mean, these people. And so, so okay. So I, so I show up to the closing on this Friday, right? And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to get my check. I'll, I'll be done with this house. Thank God I'm done. And I'm signing the paperwork. And, you know, you, I've never I've never been to a closing where I don't either pay or get paid. Mm-hmm. And so I'm doing this stuff and I'm like, where's my check? And the title agent's like, dude, like she was shady about it. She's, she looks down her paper. She goes, um, I don't have it. Looks like we're just waiting on something. And, and then she just kind of moved on to the next thing. And I'm like, I had that look and I'm like, what the hell? And then she like <laughs> left. And I told my wife because my wife had to be there, too. And I was like, yeah. I've never been to a closing. And I'm like, mind you, I'm not the most experienced. I'm like, maybe this is kind of normal. But my gut was like, something's wrong here. Jeez. And anyway, so I signed and they're like, oh, well, when, when your funds are ready, do you want to check? Do you want to wire? Blah, blah. I'm like, I want to check and I'm going to come pick it up, mm-hmm. you know? And so anyway. Did, so what, what, what was the reason? So, okay. I didn't know. I thought it was something like t- getting tied up on the title uh-huh. company's end. So mind you, again, I didn't have the, the garage cleaned out because I told them like, look, I just got back into the country. I'm just, you know, and I don't. I can only take so much in the truck back yeah. home. I live 45 minutes away. So I was doing one sh- trip at a time. Yeah. And so, you know, that, that Friday I had a load on that truck. And then uh, that next Saturday I went and grabbed another and I was like, okay, I probably bought one more on Sunday. So then um, Sunday comes around and my agent texts me and goes, Hey, just so you know, like they're still waiting for you to get the stuff out. I was like, well, yeah, I told them that I wouldn't be able to, I've been taking stuff out. And then, and I was like, I got one more today and then we should be good. He goes, oh, okay. Because they're holding up payment. And I'm like, that's why I haven't been paid. So it turns out that the title company knew that the buyers, they were holding up, they were paying cash. And so they were holding up payment until they were happy with the final walkthrough, wow. which to them, that meant having this garage cleaned out that I told them wouldn't be cleaned out until yeah, the weekend. Yeah. And so they were holding up payment. So I was really, really pissed because had the title agent told me, hey, they're not happy with the final walkthrough yet. Yeah, exactly. You're not getting you paid today. I would have been like, okay, sooner. that's yeah. fine. No, no, I would have been like, okay, I'll no, go no. right now. No, not that I would go right now. I told them I wasn't going to change anything because I only have 24 hours in a day. I can do so much. But had she told me, hey, the, the buyers aren't paying you because they're not happy that you haven't taken anything out. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I, I totally understand that. I was like, I'm going to walk away from the closing table now. I'll do what I got to do. And I will come back, finish the paperwork and get my page, mm-hmm. my check. But they never said that. They were like really weird and shady about it. So uh, I mind you, my my partner at this time, he was still in Mexico doing his. It was like a graduation thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he can't help me get anything out. So the my agent actually showed up and like helped me get stuff wow. out and load it into the truck. So I mean, he did an awesome job. Bar, bar, bar. Dan, Danny, <laughs> Danny, I don't know how to say your last name. I think it's Pothig. I'm not really <laughs> sure. But Danny, From shout out to you. One to the other. Yeah, yeah. No, he did a great job, man. Like I mean, yeah. he did everything he possibly That's could. That's awesome. And, yeah. I mean, and you know. Obviously, he's a professional guy, but mm-hmm. I mean, there were so many points in this selling process. Like, God, you guys are fucking dicks. Like, I yeah, can't believe yeah. you're being it's such assholes. Like you in said, this. especially in this market, dude. Not just that, but then also in um, with the title company, like, that whole thing was just a mess. I'm like, are you guys like related? Because you both suck, you know? And yeah, so yeah. anyway, it is what it is. Uh, I got it cleaned out that that Sunday. And so then Monday morning when I'm texting my agent, I'm like, look, it's cleaned out. What's up? Where's my money at? 
Um, and then he, you know, he got it. They went through again and they were like, okay, it's clean enough or whatever they want. They were happy with it. And so we ended up, you know, getting paid then. But again, yes, I can get mad at the title company. Yes, mm -hmm. I can get mad at the buyers. I can get mad at everyone and their mom about this. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, we talked about extreme ownership last week. Yeah. I take responsibility for leaving myself vulnerable in this position where I didn't have the cushion to say, we'll wait on the, and honestly, at this point, like I had gotten so fed up with them that I probably would have just pulled out of the deal because I was like, man, you guys are just dicks. I just don't even want to sell to you, you know? And, but I didn't have that luxury, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and, I, and it was my own fault. Mm -hmm. So the biggest thing that I learned from this whole deal is like, make sure you have, you leave yourself that room to actually be able to negotiate because mm -hmm. I had no negotiating room in this yeah, in this yeah. sense. And that's why I was able to just get pushed around so much. Yeah, and you, yeah. you feel like, dude, like, like someone just took advantage of you, you know, know, but yeah, like, yeah. Hey, you know, at the end of the day, it, it is what it is. And, it, and I made a little bit of money on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And can you go over that? Yeah. yeah. So, so you, you bought it for a hundred, a hundred. Okay. Mind you with 10,000 in for my part yeah. of the down payment. And you know, with the in, with the interest payments, the mortgage, utilities, the rehab contractors, whatever, everything else that I did, um, I was into it for an additional forty one thousand, like five hundred. Okay, and that's with material included. Everything, yeah, okay. that's just like okay, everything. So you know, we're all in for one forty one five at this point. Um, you know, and then, you know, hey, if we had sold it for sale by owner at one seventy, that's actually not a bad return. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I have, mind you, I have to split whatever the profit is with my partner. Yeah. Um, but since we brought the agent in, that took a good chunk of that cash out too. So I actually ended up uh, grossing like eighty six hundred dollars on this deal. Okay, when you know that was my when portion of the profits. Done. Yeah, so eighty six, and then your partner took eighty six. Yes. Okay. Um, so for him it was a great deal because yeah. you know actually in the beginning and like he had mentioned in the beginning like I'm not a handy guy, I don't really do much. He he and his wife did spend like a week cleaning mm -hmm. or um painting like all the walls and everything. Uh, but he had said from the beginning, like, I'm not really a he handy guy. Up, so yeah. I, you know, yeah, I could have gotten pissed. Like, dude, you could have helped me with this and that. But no, I was like, my word was you get half. So exactly. then you get and half, you, you know, you that's what it, it, yeah, it yeah. is. What it is. Uh, so for me, it wasn't as great of a deal because, you know, if you break down my hours, I mean, I made nothing. Yeah. yeah. But uh, regardless, the, the, the lessons. Well, and, and even breaking down the hours too. Like, I mean, when you look it up, like, I'm, I'm sure with that money, you did something you know that's going to help your life right you know, right right as well but obviously yeah you want a little more profit than yeah, that I mean, way if you're going to deal with it yeah if yeah. i flip a house you know twenty thousand is the minimum that you so want. so if you had it. to say top three things three lessons like the three biggest things to do what would they be for one you know and i learned it earlier on with the contractor thing like trust your gut my gut mm -hmm. told me to let that guy go early so trust your gut and um it caught it ended up costing me money because i i did have and, to you know pay yeah, them yeah. for the materials and and i still and we we, we had the attorney write up that contract and although yeah. i never signed it i just wanted to be done with them so mm -hmm. i'm like i'll pay the money to for that attorney fee and all that and i even paid them a little bit for their time i mean i didn't pay them for those ship levels i'm like i'm not i mean i'll pay yeah, for the yeah. materials but i'm not paying you for the time because you did a shitty job but um so that's the one you know like definitely trust your gut um and you know i want to say plan better but you get better at planning the more experienced you are yeah so like i said you know i got into the, i've never done a rehab this extensive myself ever mm -hmm. i won't ever do it again mm -hmm. uh but regardless i now realize that again with my level of experience at this point in my life if i think someone's gonna take x amount of hours i'm just gonna do you know it's x times four 
Yeah. And then if I think a budget is going to cost me X amount of dollars, I'm just going to do X times three probably. Yeah, yeah. Because I know that I'm not experienced enough in this yet to where I can accurately describe that. So if I'm more conservative on my um, budgeting, my budgeting, then I probably you know won't take such a hard hit in mm-hmm. uh, on the back end of that deal. And then the third one would probably be, uh, you know, again, not so much with the budgeting, but be more conscious of my cushion for the funds. Because I I think the biggest, biggest mistake I made here was leaving myself so vulnerable to these buyers Mm -hmm. uh, because they were, like I said, they were able to just toss me around Yeah, yeah. because I left myself vulnerable like that. So do you think there would have been like if you would have waited, there would have been more offers? Or or is it just you? I think think outside of your body and if right, right. Sense. I think honestly, I I think there would have been offers, mm-hmm. but but you were just ready to be like. Well, no, not that. It's not even so much that I was ready. I just I had to just pay this. Yeah. I had to get this out of my life because yeah. I was yeah. just so tapped out for my, all my funds yeah, on yeah. this one. So that Time, goes back money, to that third yeah, deal yeah. I'm talking about. You know, like everything is just so 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 full right now. Um, and mind you, like I think had had this house had a backyard. I would have sold it the yeah, first day yeah, for sale yeah. by owner and probably was got I probably would have gotten that bidding more. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I really shot myself in the foot by mm-hmm. working on a house with no backyard. So yeah, yeah. obviously it depends on your area. I mean, if in Brooklyn, you know, like it doesn't matter if you don't have a backyard. Yeah, like there yeah. aren't really many backyards. Part of it, but yeah. you can't do that in the Midwest. Like you yeah. have to have a backyard. So I learned that, which probably should have been something I would I should have known. But I, again, I got cocky with the market and yeah, just thinking yeah. that all, oh, so I could sell anything right now. Well, and, and but at the end of the day, bro, what I like about it, I mean, there's so you know, it's 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 easy to look at all that negativity, right? Mm-hmm. But look at the positives. I mean, you know, and and I'll pick those out from a third person's here, like point of view. Basically, you you did it with, you went in there with no money, you know, in quotes. None of, none of my own money. Yeah. Well, and but I'm saying even when you made the offer, you didn't oh, right, even right. have. The money figured out but you figured it out like that that's a big step right there if you want to do something like this you figured it out with what you had you know what i mean like your your friend was able to co-sign and now boom the loan worked out uh you also and and this is overall in this business you never once threw the towel you throw the towel and i mean you you, you could the, the thing with this business is that you throw the towel in and that's potentially a 10-year mark in your life yeah, that you're, you you're, could i mean imagine losing, losing all that money you right. know what i mean if you would have just been done and or, then, you know yeah and, and i think i am kind of taking a more negative view on this right right but, right, but yeah. you're right you know there i like, i think doug said last but you week you fought it dude you you had your claws out but right ahead, and, what, what, and when doug fitzgerald was on last week he was talking about you know it's okay to celebrate yeah. the little things you know and i do celebrate that i i'm not at all an anxious person but there was one night I was doing backsplash tile that I would been there like 12 hours doing tile. I was so exhausted just from everything mm-hmm. about this project. I literally just wanted to break down and cry, man. Like, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's just like, no, it, it, it's it hard happens. to describe the this feeling. Business. Oh yeah, Dude, no, it's hard to describe. It, yeah. And then like, then you go from that type of crappy experience to like, now I got to sell this damn thing. And then that, that's a whole freaking emotional roller coaster oh, because yeah. you don't know what the hell's going to happen. Yeah. If you're going to lose money. Like well, I actually kept me up. What you just said is a roller coaster. Like it, yeah. it really is like no, this the, whole, thing the whole process. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's where, you know, anybody getting into it, like it's not glamorous, it's like not. the, the, channel the tv channels make it seem or even youtube you know or it's like right now it's easy to listen to this story but while you're when you're in that story it's a whole different thing and yeah they always say like hindsight is 2020 because now when i think back i'm like okay like you know what now saying that 
now that I've been through the ringer on this one, I'm so much more confident. Exactly. And that's what like, you know, if I had the magical ability to like have foreseen what happened, but also to be able to like, okay, this is what's going to happen to you, Dan, but this is what you're going to learn yeah. from it. I yeah. would do it again. Exactly. Only because the lessons that I've learned. It was through college. This, it yeah. Was college dude, it was, it. yeah. I mean, and I, I'm not even going to say it was an expensive lesson because I still made money. No. And, and, and to touch on that there, I've read a lot of stories and I'm sure you have or heard of investors left and right that lose out 15, 20 grand, 50 grand, 100 grand on a deal. And guess what? They took that lesson, but they still kept at it. Like, and imagine that. So at least uh, I told you that like earlier on the week, I was like, hey, man, you made money. Like, yeah, that, and like, like that, you, you got paid for the lessons. Exactly. So I do think that the lessons learned from this project will make me money down the road. They'll save me money down mm -hmm. the road. And again, it was just, I consider it a failure in the, you know, financial sense and logistical sense, mm -hmm. but I really do think it's, it's a win for me in the educational sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and honestly, like that means more than anything at this point. I mean, I think at any point in my journey with entrepreneurship, I think it's going to mean the most, but, uh, there, I mean, dude, there was so much sacrifice, like you know, not being home yeah. for days on end, essentially, it takes a toll on your marriage yeah. and you and your kids want to see yeah. you. Not. And so I made a lot of sacrifices for this one. Uh, but again, like I'm never going to go into a project as ignorant again. Exactly. Yeah. And so yeah. I'll be able to really just do better on the next. And I already know we got, I got another one lined up already. So yeah. like uh, it's going to be a completely different experience on this yeah. one. But, you know, hey, I'll probably make mistakes along the way. Oh, yeah, and, for but sure. It, yeah. It's just matter. What matters is are you learning from it? Are you doing better? Every single one. Man, you got to never quit this. because you you could uh, the, I can tell you right now that that experience you went through, there's many that would never do it again. You yeah, know, no, I, 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 honestly, I wouldn't blame him to be honest. Like, right. uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's almost like, I don't know if it's the right word for it, but it's a little traumatic to kind of go through. No, it is. And, and even, you know, with the flip that I did last year, like it, that's, I, I re, I can relate to every piece that you, <laughs> that you talked about right now. Cause it, it's literally like, like you said, like the tears are like right there. Like, oh, man, like <laughs> and, and, but, but that's what it takes. And, uh, that's why anybody out there listening, you, if you want to get into this business, Make sure you get your education right and make sure that it is, even if you hire out most of everything, you still got to deal with the stress and it's good stress, right? Like we always talk about that. It, it is good stress because you're going to potentially make money at the end. But, you, but, you, goal, but, but you have to have the right mindset, man, because you, like I said, you know, you can be a victim mm -hmm. and I can sit there. You know, I'm, I'm just being honest with everything yeah, that yeah. happened. Yeah. I'm not saying that and I'm a victim in any sense. Oh, I'm yeah, just saying like. Sure anything that happened to me was because of my own mistakes and my right. own lack of knowledge or mm -hmm. experience uh but you, you gotta but learn you from learned, this stuff you learned and, and, I am, and i am proud of myself man like i, I hung in there i, I yeah. kept up with it i kept i finished it uh and now you got it figured out bro yeah. and, and that's what this business is all about is figuring out because there's gonna be a lot of, <laughs> yeah, a, lot of <laughs> a lot of bumps in the road for sure so that that's awesome man um but yeah so on to the next one so for sure. I mean, you're not quitting, right? No, man. No, dude. Like, I'm not quitting. Like, no, man. Honestly, if anything, like, man, it's it's kind of making me more hungry. And it, and it, like I said, it gave me just such a level of confidence. And I'm and I'm actually restructuring how I think I'm gonna do my flips because I do know I want I want to focus more on uh, long term yeah. stuff and just keeping them as rentals. Right now, flips work well based off of where I'm at in my life and the goals that I want to achieve within the exactly. next two to three years. Yep. But I do want to transition into keeping them more. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to partner up with this weird contractor. <laughs> He's like a rapper from 
from Mexico or something. <laughs> from Mexico? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, but, uh, no, but I think, like I said, like I, I've taken these lessons and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. it's it's not a way to scale if I do all the work myself. Exactly. I do think, you know, anyone that's getting into it, I think it's important to do some of the stuff yourself at first. Yeah, if you're yeah. able to, uh, you know, YouTube is great for that kind of stuff. I think it, it gives you an appreciation of like what it takes to get yeah. a house, yeah, either yeah. flip, remodeled, rent it out, whatever the hell you want to do yeah. with it. So yeah, but it, it's got its place. Uh, for me, I think, okay, learn my lesson. It was a hard one to learn, but now I, I'm ready to move to the next level because now I have a new understanding of things. Exactly. And, and I think I'm- I, You I'm, came out stronger for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. And, and now, you know, you're like you said, you're gonna be mindful of agent fees, for example, right. and, and all that. So no, great, great stuff, man. Uh, so that, that check was definitely- <laughs> It's hard earned, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's good, man. I'm glad you got that out. And and I mean, if you, if you really think about it, like the, the time of the house being on in the market officially, like it wasn't really- It mine. wasn't very like, long. It, so it, it was still a great deal, like, yeah. you know, as far as everything, but you made it work, you stuck through it and you made some, some money, like, uh, mm -hmm. Did you buy a boat or something or no, a yacht man. or something? I, I actually, actually, uh, <laughs> actually, I paid off some debt, some bad debt, I should yeah. say, that uh, is keeping me from doing this full time. So, so again, a so wait, I just chipped so, away. Yeah, yeah. So that's something. A, that's a huge. Yeah, and I, you're right. No, I, you're totally right. Like I said, uh, yeah, it's it's not much money, um, but it helped me chip away at doing this, you mm -hmm. know, the way I want to. And do. and that's the thing. It's like the the whole thing it this is not the only deal like there's going to be more deals with more cushion and the whole thing is never quitting you know like i said it, it, it could have been really easy for you to be for this to be your last flip and you're done but uh so you gotta have tough skin man like when with but this business it's, it's definitely tough skin and even if you are just the investor or whatever uh and just have the right mindset and realize that not everything's gonna, it's not glamorous it's yeah. not always gonna be easy um Man, like, you know, when we talked to to Jennifer a couple of weeks ago, yeah. like she's putting in crazy amounts of hours by herself. Her husband's in the military. He's gone. You know, she's got three kids or two yeah, kids. Yeah. I'm like, it, it is a grind. I mean, yeah. but, but you put the work in on the front end so that you can enjoy that freedom on the back end. And you have to keep that in mind. And that honestly, like, that's what kept me going those nights when I literally just wanted to break down and cry. Yeah, yeah, doing yeah. Tile. I was like, okay, I'm doing this for my family. I'm <laughs> doing, doing this for our future. I'm doing, you know, it's like you have to have that yeah, big picture and, 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 uh, and, and not just that, but the like the and i want to say end goal but the overall picture of right. your future because yeah. guess what this flip essentially i mean you just made a huge point with my point now is essentially put you closer to financial freedom yep. to where you get to do what you want to do yeah, sure did. so no awesome story um anybody out there uh listening to this again make sure you guys know it's tough skin it's it's a lot of work so take it from the mogul himself dan delgado <laughs> uh but do you have anything add anything else that you want to throw out no, there man, before I, we... I mean i i uh i'm glad i appreciate the opportunity to, to hopefully i can help someone out there yeah, and exactly. just like learn these lessons uh you know you don't i'm the type of guy that learns things the hard way and i probably shouldn't be that way but you know if you're not type, yeah, that it type makes person, you stronger though yeah way. but if you're not the type person you can take what i'm saying and yeah. learn from it then take it and yeah. but again like you said it's just not it's not always what it seems to be and uh you know social media can be deceiving i know for sure <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah kind of stuff for sure there. but you don't see all the heartache and all the sacrifice that goes yeah. in on the back and, and like i said i guarantee you even people that are on billions of dollars in that level right i mean they're still learning there's, there's know, a lot of failures along the way so you just gotta have the right attitude. but you gotta I, I always say in my music you gotta lose to win 
and okay. that, that's definitely but everybody after listening make sure you guys subscribe to our instagram the dot minority report podcast see now it's natural yeah, it's easy, we just, we just it. moguls out here we just <laughs> public figures the word doing of it. the day is <laughs> public figures he said <laughs> but yeah subscribe go to our youtube and subscribe to all the other uh spotify apple podcasts and everything so let's get it baby Please don't segregate Dress in a suit I can't relate Minority report Can't ignore Being rich from poor And your credit score I had to please don't segregate Dress in a suit I can't relate Minority report Can't ignore Being rich from poor And your credit score I- I-